Hi, and welcome to Occultus Anonymous. This is session zero of our Star Trek Adventures mini-series. I hope you enjoy it. Okay, good evening, everybody. Uh, welcome once again to Occultus Anonymous. Thank you for joining us in our little uh, corner of geekdom on the internet. Um, as always, uh, we are sponsored by Roll20 and viewers like you. Um... Starting with Ryan, Thomas, Noba, Perry, Michael, Brandon, Catfeathers, Josh, Alexander, Puppeteer, Sinna, Emil, Moku, Melissa, uh, Doc the Doomed, Other Michael, The Arcane, Bernie, Alan Michael, Al, Yusuf Sama, Khan, Julian, <laughs> Delore, uh, Jenny, The Blood Angel, Jack, Zoltan, Funzo, Suru, Ali, uh, Milo V3, Vortex, Adele, Crazy Man 1772, George Woodfoot, Neo Magus, Chris, uh, Shaksara, Occultism Anomalies, also known as Camo, uh, Toast, Daniel, Thomas, Taryn, um, Ang Falleth, Parker, and Refield. Thank you very much for your support. And, and about, it took. I got about ten names in, and I was like, "Oh, this is by when they joined." Yeah, so, <laughs> I called it out. Who is the oldest sub? Because <laughs> I thought you just like shuffled them somehow. Craig messaged me. He's like, "Hey, is there a reason we always do it alphabetical?" I'm like, "Not really." He's like, "I'm going to do it by joint date." You're in charge, just, man. Just to be different. Doug, please stop. Um, so we were currently on a hiatus from our regular Mage the Awakening game to give Drew a chance to prepare for the new stuff. Um, we've just finished a little mini-series of Blades in the Dark, run by our esteemed colleague Chris, which was loads of fun. Um, and that such a finale for the final session, that was just amazing. I didn't Crashing die! trains and yeah. <laughs> tentacles, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, so what we're doing tonight is uh, starting our Star Trek Adventures mini-series, run by me. Uh, tonight's going to be a session zero for the first half, and the second half will be a short little mini-adventure just to, you know, flex our rules muscles for the new system um i think that's it for my intro i uh, just want to say a word about uh star trek is an intellectual property that very much lends itself to detail and verisimilitude and i totally get that i'm there with you if you're one of those people that you know wants to know what ship was oh, in deck plans and who was the captain from this day to that day <laughs> and all that kind of stuff and i'm i'm there with you but that's not what this game is going to be about the Star Trek intellectual property is the paint and canvas we're going to use to paint a picture story for us and for you. Um, so uh, I'm not saying some of us only have finger paints. So are, yeah, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with people <laughs> that are really into it. But it's also to me like the Star Trek Adventures is a system that doesn't need to have that level of background knowledge to get into it. We can just pick it up with people who have never even seen the Star Trek episode and start playing, and it's a lot of fun. Um, I think that was I have for that. So that said, there's like 200 pages of Star Trek lore at the start of the rule book. So if you really want to learn about Star Trek, it's a good start. And, and I mean, really, that's the abridged, you know, cold <laughs> notes. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that does not surprise me. But you don't have to, it might look like a slog of it, like, man, I have to read through all. No, you don't have to read through all that stuff. You can just go with the rule system and carry on. I skimmed. Um, so to get into the rules a little bit, um, characters are set up to have an attribute and a discipline. Um, the basic um, mechanic that you're going to be rolling for 
uh, all your checks and things like that is going to be rolling a d20 or possibly multiple d20s. Low rolls are always better, and the lower the better. So a one is a critical, but a 20 is a complication, uh, which lets me to do things um, that might not be nice to the players or <laughs> make situations more tense or just escalate things um, in the drama side of things. Um, so the, the basic check that we do is called a task. So if you're trying to pilot a starship from point A to point B, I'm going to ask for a task role. And I'll say, for example, um, it would be uh, um, command and con as an example for the different attributes. So maybe I should talk about con, con is control? Yeah. Uh, okay. No, con is con. Oh, con, con, is yeah, con. con is con. So you've got six attributes. Control, which is your ability to use technology um, in a controlled way. Daring is you know, risk-taking maneuvers and things like that. Fitness is how physically tough you are. Um, it's also a measure of your health and that kind of stuff. Insight is more for interpersonal relations and things like that. Presence is your personality and whether you're um, a commanding presence on the bridge and that kind of stuff. And reason is... Uh, very much uh, logic and scientific method and that kind of stuff. So those are your six attributes. Um, and those are going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 7 to 12 or maybe a little bit higher. And then you've got your six disciplines, which are always going to be from 1 to 5 for player characters. And those are command, which is just giving orders. Security, which is security systems, but it's also used for um, um, combat uh, or defensive stuff, that kind of thing. Uh, science is pretty straightforward. Anything to do with uh, understanding uh, the nature of something would be a science role. Uh, con is for uh, piloting and shipboard kind of stuff. Uh, engineering is making things work or breaking mm. them. Um, and medicine is all about diseases and healing and understanding biology and that kind of stuff. Uh, so when you're going for a task, I'll assign um, a difficulty. And I'll tell you what attribute and discipline to combine. So let's say you have a control of 10 and a con of 2. If I have um, a piloting task for you, I'll say roll uh, control plus con. And you're going to roll your d20s. And anything that you get, which is uh, a 10 plus 2 or less, so 12 or less, is a success. And you count the number of successes, and that determines how well you do. Standard tasks are going to be one success required. Easy tasks will be a zero success, and we still might roll those, and I'll get to that why later. A more difficult thing might be three or four or even five. Now, you're only rolling generally two dice, so a difficulty five task is going to be Herculean in its, uh, in its requirements to meet. Um, now, there's a concept I really love in this game called momentum and mm -hmm. threat. So, as you guys are doing your rolls and you're accumulating more successes than you need, every success that you exceed the target by um, allows you to accumulate one momentum. So if you only need one success and you roll three successes, you get two momentum out of that. And that goes into a pool that you can spend later to buy extra dice for rolls or create an advantage. Or you can also kind of think of them as story points. Like, I totally remembered to bring my hypo spray with me when I went to go for dinner that night, for example. So there, there's a lot of different things you can do with them. Um, you can also use them for things like gaining information. Um, and you're limited to a maximum of five um, uh, five momentum. So if, there's, if you generate extra momentum in a given action, uh, you can spend it immediately if you're over your limit. Otherwise, it's just lost. 
Now, the other side of that is threat. And that's sort of like momentum, but it's for me. And that allows me to do things like increase your complication range. Ordinarily, you would only get a complication on a roll if you roll a 20, but I might say add two to the complication range, which means for the next hash roll, it's going to be an 18, 19, or 20 um, result in a complication. Uh, so that's an interesting mechanic. Um, quick, the other... quick question before you move from that mechanic. Sure. Um, two questions. Uh, are threat and momentum individual, or is that a shared pool? It is a shared pool. Okay. So if I have a pool of, of five uh, threat that applies to the entire game, I can use them for anything. Um, now, it's also possible, like you can spend the momentum to gain extra dice or work an advantage, but you can also give me threat to do the same thing. So if you're willing to take that Ooh. as a cost. Like, if you want to get Kirky in. <laughs> I really need another die, so I'm going to give you two threat. And that becomes a, a pool that I use. Uh, there's also certain actions that will automatically increase threat. So, for example, it's standard for everybody to have a phaser pistol. But you guys can take phaser rifles with you. But that has an escalation cost, which automatically increases the tension in any situation and awards me threat. You have shuttlecraft gun, mm -hmm. right? Because a phaser rifle is is intimidating. It's a you're, you, yeah, you're not bringing a phaser rifle to a negotiation, right? So it's going to put everyone more on edge. It makes the whole situation more tense. Um, same thing for things like shuttlecraft. So you've got some um, lightly armed shuttlecraft that you use for exploration and transportation, but you also have in the ship that we're going to talk about in a bit, fighter craft, and you can ready those fighter craft. But for every fighter that you ready, you're giving me threat. So it gives you more tools, more punch, more oomph in a given scene, but it also means that the whole scene becomes much more tense and much more risky. <laughs> so right. I love that mechanic. Yep. Uh, cool. The last thing we want to talk about is determination. Mm -hmm. So uh, everybody starts um, the game with one determination, and determination is tied to your values. Um, during character creation, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, um, you're going to have values from that you gained from your upbringing, uh, from how you were raised, uh, from that you gained from Starfleet Academy, and maybe picked up from your career. Anytime you can tap into that um, that value, if that value is at risk in the action that you're doing, or it feeds into that value, you can spend determination. And determination basically gives you as if you had rolled a one on a d20. Hmm. Right. So it's a really powerful tool if you really need to, to succeed at something. Two successes. So yeah, it automatically starts you with two successes. Um, oh, besides the die roll too, then. Yeah, if you spend okay. a determination, you automatically got two. It's like you rolled a natural one. But and then you also get worth. to roll. That's right, and you also okay. get to roll. Mm -hmm. nice. And a one is worth two successes. A one is worth two successes. Because it's a critical, right? That's right. Exactly. Okay. So if you've only got two dice and you need five successes for a really difficult task, but it feeds into your value you can burn that determination and get two successes automatically. Now you only need three in other ways. And this is going to be wild because if y'all have ever seen me roll a d20. <laughs> I know. The, number, the numbers between 6 and 14 do not exist for me many times. <laughs> it's going to be real good. Um, so the last thing I want to talk about is uh, focuses. So every skill that you guys have as you guys are going through the character creation, you're going to create focuses for your skills. So these are specializations. So you might be an engineer, but you've got a specialization in warp field dynamics, for example, or energy systems. 
anytime you're doing a role that pertains to your specialization, instead of having a critical on a one, you'll have a critical on your discipline score, right? So say, for example, you're using an, um, um, a reason engineering and your engineering is four. If it feeds into a specialization or focus that you have, then the critical <laughs> range is one, two, three, or four, right? Yep. Um, um, so that's how the basic- Okay. The system is very fun. Um, now, I'm going to, as we go through, I'm going to say, like, I need a, a command con role or something. If you can make a case for why a different skill set should be substituted and make that case to me, then go ahead and rule it. So, sure. like, you might very, be a doctor who's trying to fix a transporter pad, um, but you're not really good at engineering, but maybe you have great surgical skill and you need to pull out a very delicate piece out of a piece of machinery, for example. You can make a case, like, I want to use my... Um, uh, my medicine skill instead of my engineering skill. So we can, there's some flexibility there and some negotiation that can happen. Yeah, I got some, some Chronicles of Darkness vibes from that where it's like, oh, you just put an attribute with a skill and yep. there's mm -hmm. any number of combinations you can do for them. No, I will it's, say. It's good that there's only words, like six of each though. <laughs> yeah, my word's final on that, but go ahead and make it. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm open to having those discussions for sure. Fantastic. Um, so there's, we talked about tasks already, but there's also challenges. So challenges are, um, there's different types. So there could be a linear challenge where there's a series of skill rules that are required or a series of tasks that are required, and they must be completed one after the other. You can't move on to the next one until you succeeded at the first one. Does that make sense? So for example, if there's a new disease, you have to first isolate the disease and then study the disease vectors, and then analyze it for a cure. So those are linear steps that you have to take in order to be able to resolve the disease that's afflicting your crew. Um, there's also uh, some, some challenges. You might be able to do two paths simultaneously, but there's still a gate, so that both of those have to be completed before you can advance. So there's different ways that that can be. Uh, there's also group challenges. So um, as we're going to see later on when we get into the second part of this, there's going to be a group challenge that's going to be coming up where everyone has to participate. You decide how you're contributing to the group challenge. Uh, but if you pick a path that somebody else has already taken to achieve that, you've increased your difficulty by one. So it encourages people to try different things and branch out in different ways. Um, there's also timed challenges. So you might have a linear challenge with three different tasks that have to be succeeded but you've only got a limited number of times you can attempt a task before you fail. So let's say there's a, a three-stage challenge, but you have a time intervals of 15, and every time you make a roll against that, that challenge, it's two intervals of time. So you have to get all your successes you require before you run out of time, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. And there's ways you can spend momentum to, for example, cut down on the amount of time you spend on the roll and that kind of stuff. So we can move through that as we go through it. Um, the last one is an extended task. Now, this is a little bit different. Extended tasks are big projects. They're research things or um, uh, uh, major repairs or big problems you've got to solve. Um, and these, I have a bit of a handout in the system for it. There we go. So uh, extended tasks have a difficulty. Um, they also have a magnitude and they have a work track. You can think of the work track as hit points. Hmm. Right. And you can think of the difficulty as the armor class. Right. So you need that many successes in order to mark off anything against the work track. Okay. Um, 
And they also have a magnitude because at the end of the day, when you finish the work track, you're working on breakthroughs. And you need, for example, a magnitude three task, you need to be able to come up with three breakthroughs. And you can do that a few different ways. If you fill the work track, every role you make is going to be a breakthrough if you succeed. So there's two ways to solve the task. One is just by random chance breakthroughs, getting crits and things like that, or completing the work track and then doing your successes. And the resistance subtracts from the work that you do. So if a task is particularly tough, I might give it a resistance rating of one, two, three, and it deducts that resistance from the successes you have in your roles. And it's possibly difficult to explain, but it's, <laughs> it'll be clear once we actually go through it, because we're going to have some... I think I get it. So, yeah. I think that's everything. Oh, the last one is challenge dice. Uh, so challenge dice are D6s. Um, and I'll give you an example. You're firing a phaser at someone, and you get one success. You've hit with the phaser then you're going to roll challenge dice based on the damage rating of the phase. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, and the results are going to be zero, one, or an effect. Uh, certain weapons have the potential to cause an effect. Uh, so, for example, phasers might have a wide beam. So now, instead of just shooting at one target, you've got an effect. You can apply that damage to a, a broad range of people. That kind of stuff. So in the character sheet, there's a section for doing damage or uh, challenge dice. Um, and you'll be just filling the number of dice that I tell you to there. And when you roll that, it'll give you the effects on that kind of stuff. I think that's it for the rules side of things. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is, uh, this is something I really like, scientific method. Um, Star Trek is a lot about science in a lot of ways. Um, and not everyone who plays is going to be a scientist, but there's a mechanic in the game for non-scientific players to carry out a scientific investigation. Um, so if that we ever get in that kind of a situation, we're going to appoint a research lead who's driving. Anyone else can help. Um, and there's going to be three stages. There's going to be an observation where you're going to learn a little bit about the task if you're successful. And then you're going to come up with some hypotheses. You're going to come up with them on your own. Hypotheses of what you think may or may not be working, like what might be related to the scientific endeavor that you're in. And you'll come up with three to five of those. And then we're going to roll against those as a test. And then you're going to determine, uh, is this a dead end or is this an accurate way to go? And we'll come to that a little bit more. But um, you don't have to be a scientist and you don't have to figure out puzzles in your head. There's a mechanic in the game for your character to do that, even if you don't have that knowledge or something. That's nice. Um, so I think that's it for the rules primer side of things. Hopefully that wasn't too long laborious. Um, no. Nah. It's great. So let's That's go great. through uh, the character creation. Which cool. throw the Yep. I'm I'm yep. gonna go find it. I had it pulled up. There we go. Yeah, if anybody wants to follow along and make your own character. Whoops, yes. I almost posted this in roll twenty. That that would not be useful. <laughs> um so Modifius has a an online character creator that takes you through all of the steps to create a new character. Now these aren't necessarily brand new out of the Academy characters. They've had a career up to this point. Uh, before we start the game, um, so you were born, that is one raised. Of the options, right? Yeah, that's one of the options. You can't play a first shot academy, yeah. Yeah, you can. You and then you get. There's a way to construct a character like that. But the point is that you've had some some measure of time before the game starts where you built your skills and that kind of stuff. Uh, so for us, we're going to start at uh, the source. We're just going to use the core rules, 
And we're picking the original series mid 23rd century. Mm-hmm. And we're yep. doing Starfleet personnel. Oh, I should talk about ships. The ship oh, in yeah, what's the our game. Ship? What's that? So, yeah, what's our ship? Because I don't know. Right. So, um, the starship in this game is like an NPC. It has stats, it has skills, and it can assist its crew in doing certain tasks. And certain ships are better at different things. Um, so, for in our example, we're using a Miranda class ship that's been refitted to be a science vessel. So, it's going to have, um, and it's also refitted for a space mission, but we'll cover all that kind of stuff later. But um, if the ship is in a position to help you, for example, with its computers or its scanners or something like that, um, if you roll on a task and get a success, at least one, any successes that the ship gets can be applied to your task as well. But you have to get at least one success in order for the ship on to your own. help you. That's right. Yeah. Cool. Um, but it acts in all the ways like an NPC that can assist you. Right. So we're doing Starfleet personnel. They can select your species or roll for species if you like. Uh, because this is the old series, there's only a limited number of uh, races that are available for Starfleet. So Andorian and Albion. So uh, pick whichever you are. Um, different races have different um, attributes um, and a racial talent that comes with them. Mm-hmm. Cool. Do you want us to kind of just talk narrate our choices as we, as we go? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I am going to play a human. That is the one with the most numbers. I didn't look that far. I don't know what any of these other things are, and that's why I feel comfortable no, I just doing it. It's got the largest <laughs> block on the die. Uh, I rolled oh, sure. two. So I get to be an Andorian. Mm-hmm. And you can absolutely roll all of these. These are all, you can also like, randomly generate this, but I'm allowing folks to choose if they wish. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I rolled mine. And uh, <laughs> Ralph, what are you? I'm playing a human Andorian. So as a person of mixed racial ancestry in reality, I've always identified with characters of mixed species ancestry in Star Trek. So I'm playing human primary and Dorian secondary. I slightly disagree with the notion embedded in the setting material that mixed characters necessarily lean one way or the other, but it's not offensive in its description. Hmm. So um, I'll get into the aspects of my character's background that I'm thinking of that, but they look much less Andorian, more human, but feel or more invested in Andorian culture than they are human culture, okay. which has led to some troubles for them. Do you have your antenna? Uh, no. Oh. No antenna? So are you just it's been blue? challenging is faint blue skin. <clears throat> so it's been a challenge getting acceptance in Andorian society despite their investment. All right. Um, so we're... Um, we've selected our race, and we've got a bit of a, an, a description at the top Drew. of the page. And I, I'm just Drew did not follow go. along. I'm doing uh, an Andorian. So, <laughs> Andorian hey, Craig. What's that? Hey, Craig. Do you want Drew to tell uh, his character? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hi, buddy. It's, it's fine. This will have no repercussions on Theo whatsoever. No. Um, uh, 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 no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I'm playing a trill. Um, we haven't got to that section here yet, but I am playing a join drill, which uh, means, yes, I have a symbiote. Technically a symbiont, a but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is there an opportunity to play Venom? Then Drew. Not a symbiote. <laughs> <laughs> no, symbiont. not a symbiote. Be, be, be Andorian and Trill. <laughs> I really loved the drill. Um, I was purple. sad I didn't roll it. <laughs> yeah, it looked pretty cool. 
Um, so, so uh, and then we get a talent to go along yes. with this. So, and there's general talents, but also there's some racial talents that you can pick up as well. Uh-huh. Like for me, I'm picking up the join trail. Mm-hmm. Nice. I am um, going with cautious medicine. Cool. Um, so if I attempt a task with medicine and I buy one or more D20s with spending momentum, I can reroll one of them. Seems good. Mm-hmm. I think so for talents, like we don't have to take the racial ones. It's you just you can take these. Okay. Yeah, it's an option that's open to you. We get more later, right? Yeah, and you're okay. going to get talents at every stage as we go along. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for this one, um, I'm going to take proud and honorable. Okay. It's whenever I attempt a task to resist being coerced into breaking a promise, betraying my allies, or otherwise acting dishonorably, I reduce the difficulty by one. Cool. Um, and just to double check here, Craig, because um, this thing's detailing out what the joint trill does, but it mentions you gained a trait with the name of the symbiont. Is that a, is that a value or a focus? Nope. Um, it'll be a trait, but we'll we'll cover that a little bit later. Okay. I was just looking where to put it on my character sheet. Yeah, uh, no, it'll be typed in later. Okay, cool. Okay. And then on to environment after this. Um, yeah, what uh, did Ralph do? I didn't do talent. Drew didn't do talent. Oh, I, my, mine. Sorry, I just skimmed over. Mine is the joint trill. So I have the symbiont. Oh, that's right. Yeah, sorry. That's the that's talent you chose. Yeah. Um, my character, I chose the Ushan. Cool. Uh, and cool. Dorian's practice and honor dueling tradition. And so to reference again what I was saying about my character's lack of acceptance, uh, their father was human and their mother was Andorian. And they very much identified with their mother's culture for various reasons. But because they didn't have antennae and because they didn't have the same color skin, they always had to fight for recognition as an Andorian until they were able to surmount a number of potent adversaries in the Ushan. So it's a really important source of pride for them. And that's a really cool one, because if you buy extra D20s by adding to threat, you may reroll the entire dice pool for the task. Ooh, that's real good. Dang. We're going yes. to be fighting. We're going to make it scary. Um, we get the rerolls, so we worth? We're going to be fighting. Win-win. Um, <laughs> and part of that is you also own a Nushan Tor, which is uh, the Andorian weapon. ice cutting. Oh, yeah. The, the ice pick or yep. ice miner's tool. Yeah, I looked what it up. What is that shape like? like? It's just like a, like a knuckle dagger, basically. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It's a little hand All weapon right. with like a little arc that goes across your knuckles. Uh, okay, cool. I don't cool. know how you mine with it, but uh. well, it used to be. But punch then, you the know, rock. I mean, it's it's like nunchuck used to be for thrashing wheat. You know, it's not that anymore. Mm-hmm. But what yeah, it yeah. came from. <laughs> oh yeah, somebody somebody getting cut. Um, so the next step is environment. They can select or roll. So this is uh, sort of where you were um, born or raised, um, and it has an impact on. Um, a lot of your skills and things like that. Mm-hmm, definitely. So there's a bunch of different options. Busy colony, frontier colony on the home world, an isolated colony, you were born on a starship or a star base, or another species world where you kind of pick up some traits from those other species. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did you pick, Chris? Uh, I am going with a uh, isolated colony. Cool. Ooh, cool. Um, I am picturing sort of a 
broad scale of my character, I'm leaning towards doing medicine and science. So yeah. uh, sort of a isolated um, tech focused, like developing technology for the good of the universe, but keeping to themselves while they do that sort of thing is kind of the culture I'm envisioning. And the thing about isolated colonies is they have to do a lot of stuff for themselves. So you have boost to engineering, medicine, and science. Mm -hmm. And a boost to your insight and reason attributes. Yes, I'm going with reason. And an extra bonus to my medicine. Um, And the value that I'm taking here is uh, selflessness. Okay. Uh, Ash? Uh, For my environment, I rolled for another species world. Cool. And just means that you were raised on someone else's planet. So which other species world did you get? I rolled and got Vulcan. Cool. So So you're an Andorian raised on Vulcan. Mm -hmm. Which would be very interesting because in many ways, the Andorians are the opposites of the Vulcans. Vulcans are very reserved emotionally. They keep their emotions very tightly bound. And Dorians wear their hearts on their sleeves. Um, so that would be an interesting combination. Okay. Um, um, so uh, with the Vulcan, that gives you a broad range of options for boosting uh, mm-hmm. your disciplines and gives you um, boost control fitness or reason. Control fitness or reason? Yep. Um, I was going to boost reason. Okay. And Ralph? All right. So chose another species world, Andorian. Cool. So cool. leaning into what I was saying before about <clears throat> being the person who, uh, being the Andorian character who also has human ancestry. Uh, so you'll very much present visually as human, but yes. really embrace the Andorian culture. Yeah, their cultural performance is Andorian. Yeah. But their cultural presentation or their, their phenotypic presentation mm-hmm. is human. Okay. Um, so yeah, raised on, on Andor, I think is the name of the, the planet. Yep. Um, that gives you options for control, daring, and presence, as well as command, con, engineering, medicine, science, security, all of them. Yeah, going to okay. be daring and command. Daring. Cool. I, oh, yeah. I took uh, science as my other one. Does. Well, okay. I'm concerned because I'm going to get science later. Because that's what my there's job a, is. There's a lot of opportunity to get a lot of the. <laughs> so I was considering going and putting it into security. That's good. Just sort of picking up. Um, while living there, because she was raised military, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, learning how to fight. Cool. Okay. Andrew? Um, oh. uh, I just picked the homeworld. Uh, so cool. from the Trill homeworld, especially if I'm joined, feels feels appropriate. Um, mm-hmm. which, and I picked up a point of control and a discipline in security uh, with a value for ambition. Cool. Like when you grow up and you're like told, oh, only one in 1,000 trill can actually become joined. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to fight for that and mm-hmm. be very, very pissed when I find out the truth of the situation. But we're not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> right. So, um, oh, yeah, values. Yeah, from, yeah, from your upbringing, everybody uh, picks up a value at this point. Um, I don't think we've talked about values very mm-hmm. much yet. We did. Okay. Yeah. Well, you mentioned yeah, the, because that's the determination, form. right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, So the value that you choose is very much freeform, and it's something that your character stands for. So as part of your upbringing, what are the values that you guys picked up? Uh, Like I said, I I had selflessness. Yeah, selflessness, right? 
and Ralph. People always want proof. People always want proof. That's a good one. Ash? See, this is where it's like, I don't know a whole lot about Endorians or Vulcans, really. <laughs> so, um, I liked the one in the book where it was just emotional and a crisis only makes things worse. Basically, like, as, has, mm. as being raised amongst the Vulcans, that sort of rigidity. Which is a very interesting trait for an Andorian to have. Mm. Yeah, that's <laughs> cool. This is going to be real cool. Being being further outcast if you do sort of blow up with emotion or whatever. I can see that being yeah. sort of an ingrained thing from, from being raised like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, Andrew? Uh, ambition. Ambition, right. Nice. Right, so that was sort of where you came from, where your roots are. Now we go to your upbringing. Um, so the nature of a person's family and their surroundings as they grew up, this is so as you're on your journey to adulthood, uh, can have a massive impact on them, whether you accept this influence or rebel against it. So you can have a certain upbringing and, and be totally okay with that, or you may have been fighting against it the entire time. Mm-hmm. This is really cool to me. I, I think that's a really neat sort of, and it ties into stats and everything too. Yeah. It's, it's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with science and technology and okay. accepted it. Cool. So that's um, so I, control and reason. Yeah. Plus two to control, plus one to reason. Um, I get boosts to a bunch of things and I'm further boosting my medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like I already did this earlier. So now I'm, uh, I'm going with studious here. Sure. Um, when you spend one or more momentum to obtain information, you may ask one additional question uh, in total, not per momentum. Cool. So that's under your talent. Huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then uh, focus is going to be surgery. Okay. So, um, so we talked about those earlier. At the, this is the point when you're getting your training and learning about your career that you're going to have, where you pick up a focus that you specialize in. Um, okay. I'm kind of picturing like their their family or their sort of like socioeconomic class is all based around like uh, you know healing and, and, and helping and developing the technology of sure. medicine. And, and my kid, the doctor. And, yeah. Right. Yes, exactly. Okay. And Ash? Uh, I got Starfleet to my cool. upbringing. Cool. So cool. Um, I am accepting that. I have the idea that she's basically raised in like a very sort of rigid environment and it mm. suited her really well. Um, the structure is good. Um, that means I get uh, control by two and fitness by one. Okay. So control is 10. And for a talent? Uh, for talent, I can't take the ones that have higher stat bonuses than I have right now, right? Uh, how do you mean? Uh, some of them require you to have like science two or three to pick up. Yeah. So it's based on what my stats are at the moment, yeah? That's right, yep. Okay. Um, I was liking uh, pack tactics. That's a good one. 
Whenever you assist another character good. during combat, the character you assisted gains one bonus momentum if they succeed. And how does one yep. assist somebody in combat? Is that similar to giving up your action, like in D&D? Yes. Okay. So your successes count towards their successes. Yeah. So if you're both firing phasers, for example, some person assisting may shoot to drive somebody out from cover to make it easier for mm-hmm. you to actually score the hit on them. Oh, cool. Cool. This is so right. good. I'm so glad you took that. <laughs> and, oh my god! And what's your focus? I have uh, focus. Sorry, you have to click back and forth. No problem. And the focus should relate to your connection to Starfleet. Every mm-hmm. skill is learned during your character's formative years. I'm probably going to go with Starfleet Protocol. Sure. So definitely buy the book, and you know how things are supposed mm-hmm. to work. The regulations are there for a reason. Yeah, right. like you said, this character's not very much fun, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's not very fun at parties. All right, uh, so that was Ash Ralph. All right, so my character chose, or I chose for my character, diplomacy and politics. Mm-hmm. Their mother was important in Andorian society. Um, and of course, there's a little bit of friction between mm-hmm. them and their mother because of expectations on being Andorian. Right. And I, I think she felt a little frustrated that uh, her child wasn't accepted despite right. it not being entirely due to his actions but um he leaned into it heavily. there's also go ahead uh, sorry the the potential of like backlash upon your character's mother oh like, yeah ramifications exactly. of you not fitting in causing her stress That's um right. and stuff like that it's very good yeah it's important important to empathize with mm-hmm. the challenges she's dealing with as a consequence right. of of her children and the choices she's made. So yeah, I, I agree with you completely. It's great. Uh, so um, he leans into uh, diplomacy and works really hard at it. So I chose uh, because of accept, get plus two to presence, one to control, and I'm going to uh, choose one in command. And then the talent is advisor. Advisor. That is a good one. I'm excited for its, um, its uh, synergy. I don't have this on my summary, but can you read it off for us? Absolutely. So advisor is, Whenever you assist another character using your command discipline, the character being assisted may re-roll 1d20. Cool. That's very good skill for a captain to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So oh, yeah, I can assist by creating a plan. <laughs> yeah, we and, haven't uh, talked about our roles, but I guess this will come up soon. Yeah, we, well, we, yeah, just because I needed to hash a couple of things out in advance. So. And what was your focus, Rob? Uh, my focus is, let's see, where is it? Uh, uh, team dynamics. Cool. Um, and Drew? I selected Starship. Uh, Starship. I selected Starfleet. Uh, I selected Starship. Yep. Uh, growing up with two trail officers who, uh, in my head, failed uh, at being joined. Um, and so, of course, there's the pressure and it's like, okay, sure, sure, sure. And I mean, it's kind of cool to do. So, yeah, absolutely. So I accepted that. Um, so I took my control bonus and fitness bonus. Also increased security. Uh, so I'm up to three now. Um, yes. And then for the talent, I picked uh, Supervisor Command. Um, so just because of that, crew support from the ship is increased by one. Right. And it's cumulative Excellent. if more main characters select it. Cool. Um, I just want to touch on one little thing that you said there, and it's totally okay for your character to view somebody who didn't make it to be joined as a failure. Or oh, no. Not, no. But culture just- for the wider trail, like, there's no shame in not being selected. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. That it was just a like they 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 had their shot yeah. and just didn't make it in. And okay. so hearing those stories and all their training to to be the best and oh they weren't selected it's a bummer. But I learned so much 
you know yeah um and then yeah i picked up um uh hand phasers as the focus cool all right um i've covered everybody the next step would be starfleet academy all right so we pick a track of command operations or sciences that's right or enlisted or enlisted sorry mm-hmm. uh i'm going with sciences track um putting bonuses to reason uh daring and uh insight cool um i get uh, another point of uh majored in medicine so i am now at five medicine so if I, I just Ooh, want to interrupt here yeah. for a little bit here. Um, so the, there's three different streams that Starfleet officers go through in the academy, which correspond roughly to the color of their uniforms. Um, there's the command track, there's the operations track, and there's the sciences track. So command is about moving starships around and commanding starships and, and that sort of thing. Um, operations is the engineering security redshirt kind of side of things. Uh, and the sciences is uh, medicine, science, investigation, and that kind of stuff. And what color do I wear? Blue. Um, blue. Yeah, as science nice. as you would be in a blue uniform. Excellent. Um, and then I get two disciplines. So I went with um, science and engineering. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I get three focuses. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with botany. Cool. Um, oh, this is really cool. Just because I know what I'm uh, doing later. <laughs> em- <laughs> That's Excellent. great. Um, emergency medicine. Even um, better. And infectious diseases. Even better. Excellent. I'm very much picturing my my character being focused in, um, as, as we explore and meet other cultures and stuff, being focused on um, how... Uh, like xenovirology, I, I guess, would be a, a word. Sure. Like how uh, transmission of diseases between different species um, and the um, like xenobotany of how to develop new medicines from plants that we discover. So Very, that's kind of the, right. the things that I focus on that's as I go through Academy and stuff like that. That's going to be a great mesh. Okay. Uh, Ash. Uh, I also went sciences. I went with a major in science, not medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, so that goes up by two. So I'm at science four. Um, my other, my minors are in security and security and engineering. Cool. So I'm at security three, engineering two. And you're three. Uh, you cannot have a discipline higher than four right now. That's right. Oh, can we not? Yeah, that's what it says. And uh, the character creator shouldn't let you. I mean, I picked my major for medicine and it went to five. Well, the majors you can do, but the the other disciplines. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine then. Okay. Okay. And what were your foci? Uh, My focuses (laughs) were on botany, xenobiology, and warp field dynamics. Cool. Multidisciplinary scientist there. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, Go ahead. I had the idea of her. She's not like looking to develop new medicines. She's more just exploring to see what's out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, increase our overall knowledge of 
the different diversity on assorted planets, um, how the things interact with each other. And I'm getting a vibe that it's more with a practical intent. Um, like she's not necessarily interested in studying theoretical concepts, but how does that apply to everyday life kind of thing is kind of the read I'm getting. Would that be accurate? Mm-hmm. Okay. That would be her lean into engineering there. And what did you pick up for talent? Uh, talent. Oh, there's a lot on right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I didn't do mine or the, the value here. So oh, I can yeah. do this real fast. <laughs> um, I went with doctor's orders. Very um, good. Very when you good. attempt a task to coordinate others or to coerce someone into taking or refraining from a specific course of action, you may use your medicine discipline instead of command. So by nature of me being knowledgeable about how things are working, I can convince people to uh, listen to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think my character gets very self-assured um, and like top of their class, a lot of success in Starfleet Academy. Um, and so the value that I picked is there is no second opinion. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a great choice. And and very much in line with a Starfleet ship's doctor. Yeah, I was gonna uh-huh. say. <laughs> Listen, we don't have time to do this. There is no this. other authority. We're like yeah. three thousand light years from the near. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, the one I was talking about before. I was like, I am very proud of this yeah. phrase that I came up with. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Um, Ash, uh, for talent, I'm going with intense scrutiny. Intense scrutiny. That's pretty good. Can you read that off for mm-hmm. us? Uh, let me go find it again. Sure. Uh, whenever you succeed in a task using reason or control as part of an extended task, you may ignore up to two resistance for every effect rolled. Very cool. All right, and value, what did you pick up from the Academy as a value? Find it. Um, I like the exploring to test new theories. Very good. That's a good one. Um, and Ralph? All righty. So uh, I chose command track. Mm-hmm. No surprise there. Uh, I put boosts and attributes of daring, control, and fitness. Excellent choices. My my major discipline is, of course, command. Mm -hmm. And uh, subordinate disciplines are con and security. Cool. Three foci are risky maneuvers. Cool. Unexpected challenges Excellent. and unorthodox solutions. Awesome. Fucking oh, Kirk! And Kirk was very much the model of the people they wanted mm-hmm. uh, right. at, the, at this period in time in the Star Trek universe. Like They didn't know what was out there. They needed people who were willing to take risks and make gambles and still come back and that kind of stuff. Kind of cool. uh, what, is awesome. the, what is the Thank uh, you. the training thing that Kirk wouldn't like? Kobayashi Maru. Kobayashi. There you yeah, go. Yeah, that's right. kind of some shit. <laughs> you do. You got that far? I saw that one movie. That's, All right. that's good stuff. <laughs> and would you pick up for a talent and a value? I picked up for a talent plan of action, which reads as, when an ally succeeds at a task that was made possible, or had reduced difficulty because of an advantage created by the character, if that advantage represented a plan or a strategy, they generate two bonus momentum. That's awesome. Ooh. Because momentum cannot be saved into the group pool. Oh, bonus momentum cannot be saved into the group right. pool. So, so on their actions, they're going to be more effective. Yeah, so they'll Perfect. have two. Anytime they, when that applies, they'll get two momentum they can spend immediately. Uh, but how to spend immediately or it's gone. Right. 
Okay, Heck and yes. the value? My value. So I'm choosing between, um, I might put one later if um, you like the sound of both of these. So the first one is the chain of command depends on every link. That's And great. the second is fortune favors the bold. Also great. Those are both pretty good. So one is more focused on the ship and the crew operating as towards a, uh, a unified goal. Uh, yeah. And the other one is uh, big risk, big reward sort of. So yeah. It, I guess it depends on exactly. where you want to go. I think I'll pick uh, the latter, Fortune Favors of Bold for this one. Cool. That's good. And then probably as he um, grows in his experience, he comes to learn that the chain of command mm -hmm. depends on every link. Okay. Um, All right. Great. And Drew. Hey, uh, I also selected command track. Mm -hmm. um, All right. Picked up attributes in daring and fitness. Uh, mm -hmm. Majored in uh, uh, command, um, which brings that up to three. Um, and then minored in con and security, which brings us up to two and four. Good. Uh, <laughs> Fantastic. XO. <my>, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Carbon copies. This is excellent. I love it. Uh, oh yeah, just just you wait, Kirk. My focus is diplomacy, mm. small craft, mm -hmm. and team dynamics. Awesome. Uh, yes, you chose it too. All right. That's really cool. And the um, the uh, talent I selected was follow my lead. Uh, mm, which is uh, once yes. per, uh, per scene when you succeed at a task or in combat or another perilous situation, I can spend one determination. If I do choose a single ally, the next task that ally attempts counts as having assistance from me using my presence plus command. Cool. That's real good. So I can go do something dumb and look badass and say, come on, it's fine. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. I guess so. <laughs> Exactly. That's cool. yeah. um, also, also kind of a lead to. by example sort of uh, talent. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, and what value would you be possibly tapping into? To in in my head, this is the point where um, my my character is realizing that yes, trying to become a join trill is is kind of cool and possibly at this point may have happened, mm -hmm. um, and realizes, hey, I can pursue more than one goal, um, and this is them going, huh. That captain's chair looks kind of cozy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, could you phrase like what? How is that? I can pursue phrase? more than one goal. Okay, can pursue more mm -hmm. than one goal. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, and, and like more it. more broadly is a not getting that tunnel vision on this is the <clears> thing. <throat> it's like wait, hang on, this needs to happen, and this thing also needs to happen. All right. So now all of our all of your characters have graduated from Starfleet Academy, and we start their career. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll do that and that and that. And that, and that. Uh, I traded warp field dynamics for geology, just because I don't know how warp fields actually work. So it's fine; you don't have <laughs> to. It's all just BS, anyways. Cue the techno babble. It's not quite Picard and Kirk, guys, but. Yeah, there there was some thought. <laughs> like, I was... Again, I don't know what it is, but I was playing with the idea of, like, trying to study how all of this affects life on other planets and how things go. Like, mm. but I don't know if you mess around with warp fields on planets. Um, you could. There are some interesting interactions between gravity wells and warp fields. Um, so, definitely. Um, I just switched it back to geology. I know how geology works. Okay. 
Um, so we select our career or role for it. You could be a young officer, so you're not necessarily fresh out of the academy, but you've graduated recently. Um, you could be an experienced officer, which is sort of the tends to be the default, or you can be a veteran officer. So you, this would be like your third or fourth ship kind of thing. Oh, yeah. So uh, everyone pick whichever they like there. So as... Um, we, go ahead. I went with experienced officer. Mm-hmm. Um, and this choice gives us a value and another talent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went with health of the crew above all else. Uh, specifically, like... It is sometimes okay to ju- to put the mission uh, at a lower priority to make sure that you bring everyone back is sort of the value that I have. Oh, um, and, and, and I imagine on certain missions and stuff like that, that certainly has brought some conflict to my character's career and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, and the talent I chose is... Uh, build medicine. Cool. Um, I do. I ignore any increases in difficulty for working without the proper tools or equipment. So dragging uh, someone hurt off of a, you know, alien planet or whatever, hmm. having to so, do some surgery which, with one scalpel and a phaser, <laughs> like yeah, like you can patch somebody up with a couple of sticks and some twine, right? Sort of thing, yeah. Okay, um, and Ash? Oh, I like this. <laughs> um, <laughs> I went with the um, uh, experienced officer. Cool. Um, for value, I really liked um, throwing in the book that is uh, The Price of Peace's Vigilance. Ooh. Very good, very good. And that oh, goes yes, really well with the see. talent, which is uh, constantly watching. Cool. Can you read that out for us? Uh, whenever you, or when you attempt a task to detect danger or hidden enemies, reduce the difficulty by one. So that means you're very like hyper vigilant, mm-hmm. kind of all the time. That's pretty cool. Um, in D and D terms, you would call that a high passive perception. Yeah. Sort of deal. Okay. Um, and Ralph. All right. So I chose veteran officer. Cool. So I could get the veteran talent, mm-hmm. which allows me to, whenever I spend a point of determination, roll 1D. And if I get an effect, I can immediately regain that spent point Very of determination. Very valuable. Yeah. Especially considering that uh, when you're in the command role, that you can spend a point of determination to give it to somebody else. Yes. So and the value I chose is the chain of command depends on every link. Awesome. There it is. Which has been yeah. hard won. There it is. Okay, and Drew. Uh, value is speak softly and carry a big stick. Experienced <laughs> veteran. Oh, sorry. Yes, uh, an experienced okay. officer. Experienced officer. Uh, and what was the value again, sorry? Speak softly, carry a big stick. Cool. Teddy Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and your talent? Um, diffuse the tension. <laughs> diffuse the tension. Whenever you attempt a task to persuade someone not to resort to violence, you may add a bonus to twenty to your die pool. Listen, guys, very, you don't want to start this. You really don't. But I you, am yeah. standing at the, at the phaser bank. <laughs> All right. So these are the values and things you picked up during the career. The next step is the career event. Cool. I, I rolled this one, 
and okay. got death of a friend. Death oh. of a friend. Um, which gives you a bonus to insight and to medicine. Does. Um, I th- was thinking that a friend slash like a medical colleague, um, like contracted a like Xeno disease that we were like studying or whatever. That, like on a mission, contracted this, and that's sort of like, oh, I I can help you, right? This is this is what I studied in academy. This is. Yeah. It's what I've built my whole career around, and then losing them is like kind of a big uh, deal, and carrying that grief and everything. Um, and so the uh, the focus I took is composure um, of having to stay centered and and still be a a solid link in the crew, um, even though uh, things in your life have fallen apart okay um okay uh if you have a just because this is going to tie in pretty nicely there's a handout i've exposed to you in roll time uh, oh all right um to gosh. everyone or just to chris oh, okay. to chris Ooh. um i rolled for this also and got first contact and called out a superior. Ooh, cool. Very cool. So I'm thinking this happened at the same time. <laughs> okay. Um, let me find out what these things do. So it was a first contact situation, um, which um, is sort of the, the holy grail of science mm-hmm. vessels, generally speaking. And your superior pr- tried to take advantage of that situation? or uh, I was going to say they weren't following the proper protocols. Okay. Thought they Very had... Cool thought they could do it better, had better ideas, and it so went badly. So was this a, a prime directive violation, or was this more of a personal gain violation? Or uh, I was thinking prime directive violation. Okay. Hey, so Craig. Established for content. What? What's the prime directive? Obviously, I know what a prime directive yeah. is, but if you could tell the viewers at home. Sure. So um, from the foundation of Starfleet, there is a prime directive that all ship captains and Starfleet officers have to follow even at the loss of their own lives or their ships. And that is that Starfleet does not interfere in non-warp capable cultures. So they do not impact, they do not manipulate, they don't establish, they don't wave hello, they don't make themselves visible, they don't teleport to the surface. Um, Once a, a civilization has achieved warp travel, that's when it's safe to establish contact with them. And that's what we call a first contact scenario. Anytime that they're meeting a new species or a new planet, or that's a first contact situation. But if they haven't developed board drive, Starfleet is to leave them the hell alone, even at the loss of their ship or their mm. crew. Um, just to get in a little bit of the history of that, the a, a disastrous first contact situation with the Klingon Empire led to decades of bloody war with them. Yeah. Um, so as a as a response to that, the prime directive is even if your ship is going to be lost and your crew is going to be lost, you do not interfere with outside cultures. So that, hence the prime directive. So your superior made contact with a non-warp capable society, which is the big no-no for Starfleet. Yeah, I was, um, I don't know if it was like, like 
wasn't trying to go meet them. I had the idea of, um, because the book describes ways you can observe them mm-hmm. and learn about them, which is basically like sitting at a blind and watching them. Yeah. Um, uh, that they got reckless and got noticed. Okay. So we kind of had to clean it up and get out of there without um, making it apparent to these people that space travel's real. Mm. Right, right. Okay. Cool, um, cool. So not like a disaster, but mm-hmm. definitely a mistake. Now, and, that's an interesting situation because there's a couple of different ways that that can go for you as a career move one is that you could be lauded as somebody who you know did the proper thing and followed the right course of action but it also might raise questions about loyalty and things like that so how would that have impacted your character Um, and you don't necessarily need to answer now just if you can that's great but give some thought to how that shaped your character moving forward oh yeah i had um that this is when she was out with like was it one the captain? They were on mm-hmm. the team that was sent down. Okay. And her direct superior was the one who messed up. So she told them off, impressed the captain, and okay. that like sort of boosted her career. Very How good. does the Very rest good. of the crew feel about this? Are you like a snitch? <laughs> She's not on that ship anymore. <laughs> uh, and what are all my stats I get for this? Um, I get one plus one to presence. And then a choice from all of them. A choice from all of them. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to take another one to... I feel like command is... I think I get that for the other one, actually. Okay. I'm going to take one to security. Um, and then... What it was? Called out a superior. Okay, we've already answered all of this. Um, mm-hmm. Just be the focus, I think. And that would give you a focus as well, right? From, uh, yeah, I get plus one reason because of calling them out. The legal proceedings that follow give the character greater insight into Starfleet protocol and producing con by one. And I get a focus for both of those. Okay. Oh, I can get a focus for Starfleet protocol for this. Or I'll take okay. history, actually, as a focus here. Cool. Ralph. All righty. My details are for you. First, you want both career events? Yeah. Okay, cool. So the first one is special commendation. And cool. uh, you got uh, plus one to fitness. And then uh, boost to security. I'm going to want to know more about the special commendation. Then. Of course. <laughs> so <laughs> tremendous crisis. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, my first contact focus is on infiltration. Cool. Ooh, cool. Because it wasn't a diplomatic meeting. It was, right, right. yeah. Okay, carry on, Ralph. Your special commendation was awarded for... All right. So he got a special commendation um, in a mission when a young officer rising through the command track, uh, there was failed diplomatic engagement that led to... Um, uh, some challenging interactions. What happened is uh, they were, I haven't decided who or what group of people um, the ship was engaged with, like negotiations mm-hmm. for commerce or something like that. But anyway, so people get trapped. Um, my character had said beforehand that, hey, we might need to get into um, a more violent, or we might need to expect more violent circumstances um, than the, the commanding officer thought. 
and it ended up being bad. And so my character was able to break out and using the his tool from the Ushan um, was able to, to surmount their adversaries and rescue the other members of his crew. Cool, cool. Um, so we got focus. Focus is oh, in combat. And then the second career event is... I think I chose uh, mentored. Yeah, I got mentored. Cool. And I chose control and con. And the focus is diplomacy. And uh, after that event, um, he was taken under the wing of uh, a different commanding officer. He was transferred in vessel because it seemed insubordinate to do that. So although he got the special commendation, he had to leave his crew and go somewhere else. So he was chosen by a different captain who liked his pluck and thought that if it was bridled a little bit and he understood why he needed to rely on not just the chain of command, but the insights of everyone, that he could be a really capable officer. And so he learned a lot about diplomacy in the course of manning the con for this particular captain. Cool. That's awesome. Thanks. Okay. Uh, Chris, did you do two career events? I only did my one. I was going to jump in after Drew, but I can go ahead and do it now if you want. Um, I had, as my second one, required to take command. Um, So um, commanding officers were... I, I didn't fully get into maybe how this happened. I'm open to some suggestions, but more or less, I... I was thinking sort of uh, like some sort of trauma, right? So mm-hmm. while like death death of officers above me, this would be before I was like chief medical officer on a ship, right? So mm-hmm. um, so basically, you know, seventh, eighth, ninth down the line in chain of command, and suddenly I'm the only one like like it's it's now hey <laughs> you're in charge and i'm like patching people up and barking out orders and and sort of uh getting people out of a bad situation um i went with and i'm open to maybe some i couldn't think of a really good one for this but uh lead by example was what i kind of settled on it was a suggested oh, one sure um it kind of goes along with like this sort of like self-assured like confidence at least as a aura that my character tries to exude of like we're more or less by the book but we can break that if it needs to do if, if it needs if it needs breaking it can to help people right um and and so making sure that others understand those values and, and and showing them the best way to do that, I think, is is pretty good. Okay, sounds cool. Drew, career events. Uh, first one was hostile uh, contact, um, and just flat out, the the the, the speaking softly did not work, um, <laughs> and so the the ship I was on, you know, got into a legitimate tussle, maybe in Klingons or whatever. It doesn't. It's not necessarily a first in a hostile first contact or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. It's just, there was a tussle. Um, and it held my own at tactical, basically. Um, cool. And picked up a uh, focus in shipboard tactical systems. Uh, just because I was there a lot. <laughs> um, and and uh, then the second event was uh, first contact. Um, and uh, in my head, uh, actually, can I go back? Yes, I can. Here we go. Um, 
uh, so I got presence and then a uh, additional point in con um, and uh, took up a focus in cultural studies. And in my head, it's just like, why, you know, why my character? Um, because we were on the ship, you know, kind of enterprise style. We were the closest people and we come across these other warp capable folks. And it's like, hi, right, let's go the ship within, yeah, within Right. Dungeon. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, I'm not quite sure why I got con other than, you know, shuttling people around through a hazardous, you know, atmosphere or some sh- some mm-hmm. such like that and picked okay. up uh, cultural studies as the focus. Cool. All right. Uh, and that finishes our careers. Uh, now we have assignments um, and there's a few different options and you guys get these. There's a set of talents depending on what position you end up taking. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a couple character... more points and stuff. Right. We have a finishing touches for character creation, two yep. attributes, and two disciplines. Mm-hmm. And one more value. And one less value. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one more value. Yep. Okay, so um, um, roundtable again for the final value and where you guys put your last points. Cool. Yeah, I kind of just rounded out my stats a little bit. So all of mine are between 9 and 11. Mm-hmm. Um, with insight and reason being my two highest at 10 and 11. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, a couple extra points. Uh, I've got three total in command, um, four in science and five in medicine. Cool. Um, with security and con both being at one. So don't expect me to do those things. That's sure. That's um, which you guys seem like you've got it covered. So that's fine. Um, and then. Um, the last value I took sort of as a summation of everything coming together through my crew or like where I am like right now is that there's nothing better than practical experience. Mm. Cool. Um, so I, I think my character has, has shed some of the um, studious in a lab sort of um, medicine and research and stuff and is now like, no, you have to be out there. You have to be doing things. You, you cannot just learn without experiencing. Whether rubber meets um, the road or the hole meets the vacuum. Right. And in, in knowing full well that that is also where danger lies. Um, so being prepared for that. Cool. Excellent. Ash? Uh, I put points into fitness and reason. So my overall stat line is control 10, daring 8, fitness 9, presence 9, reason 10, Insight seven. Cool. Um, disciplines increase two by one. Okay. Um, I'm going to put one in engineering to give me three, mm-hmm. and another one in science. So I have science five, security four, engineering three, con two. And one in command and medicine. Okay. And I'm thinking about a photo body. I'm not sure yet. So I'm just in my head, I'm kind of thinking that you're like a almost like a two gun geologist. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I had the idea yes. that not Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, she's um same. basically trained to go out into dangerous areas to do mm-hmm. like observation and collection and almost a professional things. away team scientist yes uh-huh. basically. Yeah. yeah very cool 
but I don't know how to make that a value. <laughs> um, oh yeah, so you haven't come with you? And we yeah, I don't worry. have the last value yet. Okay, so we can worry about that later. You could say something, uh, like but it's a value that's something like, uh, out of your career. Maybe something like uh, danger at the forefront of knowledge, or something like that. Can try thinking way to word that. I mean, that could literally be it. Yeah, that works. Yeah, it doesn't sound bad to me. Okay, Ralph. Alrighty. So, um, actually, I adjusted that point. I said I was going to put in control for the last one. I put mm-hmm. it in presence instead. Okay. Um. So to round out my attributes, uh, I put one in control and one in presence. So my final attributes are ten control, ten daring, ten fitness, seven insight, seven reason, and twelve presence. Cool. And for disciplines, of course, command is at five. And I raised con and security to both four, with engineering, science, and medicine relegated to the task performed by the other links in the chain. <laughs> Fair enough. I like um, it. Not a problem for a command track officer to focus on the <laughs> command side of things. And right. uh, the value is there's nothing better than action. Hi, Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> Which the is original very series. much the mold of Starfleet Captains of the Age. <laughs> but you'll see. You'll see whether or not he's actually Kirk. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think we likely get along pretty well. We can get into oh, like relationships bet. and stuff in a little bit, but oh yeah, yeah I can see some uh, uh, some good interaction there. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't Drew. surprise me. Um, uh, last two attributes are went into daring and presence. So that gives me control 11, daring 10, fitness 10, insight 7, uh, presence 10, reason 8. Um, final discipline dots went into con and engineering, which rounds me out with security 5, command 3, con 4, engineering 2, science and medicine 1 each. Um, and then value is this ship is not a democracy. The captain is not a dictator. Ah, interesting. The exo's in charge. <laughs> um, but yeah, leaning, leaning heavily into, especially after first contact and uh-huh. having basically the two swings, right? Mm-hmm. Of yeah. hostile, like war, not quite wartime, but like extended battle and combat. And then first contact and then like seeing how uh, crews work together and how the captain has to work within and uh, in my head he's still looking at the captain's chair and is having to remind himself that hey listen i'm a badass join trill with thousands of years of experience but need these other folks you know and stuff like that to you know uh to actually make this thing work okay yeah that's right you'll learn when you're a veteran i I like that i like that Neither of y'all have like any medicine, which perfectly plays into my doctor's orders mm-hmm. where I can be like, no, 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 shut the fuck up for a second <laughs> with due respect, sir. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. This is going to be good. All right. Um, so the last bit is to pick a position that you guys are going to occupy. Now, we've already cool. talked a little bit about that. Um, mm-hmm. Ralph is going and to the name of our commanding officer. The, the game kind of s- seems to be built up that you need to have a commanding officer, XO, and like you, you sort of started with who's going to be the commanding officer and then figured everything else from there is kind of how it seems to be built out. But you don't necessarily need to do that. I've run this where I had an NPC commanding officer. Um, and the, all the players were, were um, all bridge officers, um, but they weren't sitting in the center chair. 
So if you don't have anyone that wants to play that role, then you don't necessarily have to fill it. Mm -hmm. uh, but we do, so Ralph will be able to take the commanding officer. Um, and, and did you guys names. have other roles in mind? I, um, yeah. The ch chief medical officer. Chief medical <laughs> officer. Makes sense. And uh, I am playing Dr. Victor Hudson. Ooh, Victor that's good. Hudson. I can almost imagine the lantern jaw. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> tall, bit of a, bit tall, of a like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's Very... right out of a Pulp Fiction novel. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, Ash? Uh, I'm going to be the science officer. Science officer, makes sense. Because what else am I going to do? Um, and uh, being the science officer on a science vessel um, makes mm -hmm. your position particularly important. Uh, Ralph, who are you? Oh, actually, Ash, who are you? Actually, oh, yes. Um, my name is Varilla Zakolman. Cool, cool. Um, and Ralph. All right. Character's name is Iralor Chuchalor. Cool. Commanding officer. Commanding officer. Rank captain. Rank captain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Drew. Um, um, I am Nurjad uh, Kitneal, um, and notably, Kitneal would then be the name of the symbiont that has been you know passed on. Nurjad is you know fine or Jod, not mm -hmm. Nur because that sounds awkward. Jod, however, is acceptable. Uh, and uh, I'm bouncing back and forth between listing myself as the XO or the chief of security. I think I'm just going to leave myself as the XO. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and often probably takes over that chief of security tactical role, but sure. Oh yes. The xylophone officer. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> um, Craig, can I ask yep. a favor of you? Sure. Can you make um, everyone's character sheets at least visible to each other? Oh, Cause no, yes, yeah. I, I would love to see what these names look like in sort of um, printed human yeah. letters. Cause <laughs> I'm not going to get it any, any yeah. other way. Oh yeah. Yeah. And actually, yeah. And for all of us, we can probably want to change our uh, roll 20 names so that they they list out um oh yeah oh right. actually though um and i know craig you're you're typing stuff in roll 20 is there a mechanical difference in selecting these various roles of ceo chief of security etc are there gameplay mechanics that tie to them yes there are ah <laughs> uh, that will change my decision then perhaps um yeah, mostly in, in terms of uh actions that you'll take on board ship uh for example if you're in ship combat there's definite actions that are open to people in different positions oh okay that's cool mm -hmm. um, so there there will be a mechanical effect um and, and it tends to be situational um and also keep in mind that um as the heads of departments as the bridge staff you have a department underneath you so you have resources and crewmen that uh, are available to you as resources Gotcha. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm seeing here in the character sheet, like each role also has a in-game benefit too. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So, and it's like a, it's like there's a talent that comes with that role. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. In that case, I will stick with chief of security. That makes sense to me. Okay. Uh, and that's it for our characters. Now I wanted to talk a little bit about the ship. Um, I'm kind of glossing over a little bit of the ship creation, but you go through a similar process um, for the ship. So you select a basic hull or choose a basic hull or the group you choose a basic hull. In this case, we're oh, using a Randa class um, as the, the baseline of the ship. 
Uh, Real fast. Um, we have rank. Oh yes, rank. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know what these mean yeah. as far as it's, things go. So it's a moniker and relative uh, position in the hierarchy. Mechanically, so, has no mechanical effect. No mechanical effect. Okay. This makes you just an RP title, effectively. All right. I'm, I'm going to go with lieutenant. lieutenant commander. Okay. Yeah, that makes second. sense. XO, do it. Oh, that's true. He could be the XO. Yeah, that's great. Oh, that'd be great. The security officer is trying to break people's balls all the time. <laughs> I'm just referencing the notion of your last value. That this ship is not a democracy and the captain is not a dictator. <laughs> it would make sense for the security officer to constantly try and take people to task for overstepping the bounds of their responsibility. Mm -hmm. But also it, acknowledging when it was appropriate for them to do so. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, lieutenant the, commander uh, is the lowest rank of veteran can be. Correct. So I'm going to yeah. go with lieutenant. Because I don't think I've been around that long. Okay. That's probably fair. Right. And that's fine. Um, so the there's a an abbreviated ship creation um, that you go through as well, and you can select talents and things like that. I don't want to go through detail here because we're sort of running out of time. Okay. Uh, but we picked a, a Miranda class, which originally released in 2274, but because of the date that we're actually starting, mm -hmm. um, it's gotten some upgrades. So we've applied awesome. those upgrades. Uh, the ship systems are engines, computers, weapons, structure, sensors, and communication. And there's also departments, which are like disciplines, command, con, security, engineering, science, and medicine. Mm -hmm. So when the ship is assisting, for example, anything engine-related, it will roll engines and engineering or whatever the combination okay. ends up being. And they work exactly the same way as uh, character roles do. Um, so they, they get a success threshold. Any successes they get, uh, get added to yours if... Um, if uh, you score at least one success. And the ship, it's possible to arrange situations so that even though if you're not on the ship, the ship might still assist. Um, I'm thinking of the Star Trek episode, Miri, um, where they had direct communication linked up to the Enterprise's computers so they could make use of the Enterprise computers while they're doing work on the, on the ground. So it's oh, possible yeah, to do that kind of stuff. Man. But generally, the ship is only assisting you when you're on board. Mm -hmm. um, unless you do extra, extra stuff to worry about that. Uh, power is a, a, a resource on board. Um, some things that you do use power. So, uh, for example, in a fight, you might be charging phasers, which takes power, and that's a limited resource. Mm -hmm. There's ways to get that back from your engineer. Uh, you got some launch bays, uh, several classes of shuttle that are available to you. The talents for the class of ship that we have, because it's rigged for an extended mission into deep space, Mm -hmm. uh, the Miranda class is a baseline, has extensive shuttle base, so you have a lot of shuttles available to you. You can only have four prepped and ready, mm. but you can swap them out between the different classes. So every time we start a new um, scene, you can have a different set of shuttles available to you, including fighters, because uh, the Miranda class carries a fighter wing on board. Just because I, I don't know these things, um, what is like the size and like how much crew and stuff is on board? Um, the standard class shuttle at this time period would be the F class shuttle, which can carry like uh, eight to twelve people. No, for I mean short... like for our sh for our ship for our mission. Oh, for ship. Oh, so the size of the crew. Yeah. So it was like two hundred and seventy people on board. Thereabouts. Oh wow. Okay, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty. Um, pretty popular. <laughs> Wait till you see the Enterprise. 
<laughs> yeah, for people like their TNG whole families one, yeah. living there. Yeah, yeah, the Constellation class has a, is much bigger than the Miranda class. Um, okay. So you have extensive shuttle base, so you have a lot of shuttle resources. So if you expend shuttles, you have a lot left in the in the tank kind of thing, but you can only use four at a time. You have an improved warp drive, which gives you bonuses to recover power anytime you're spending power on warp travel. Um, and because you're going on a long space mission, this is this is a Greyhound. It's meant to be a, a long-duration vessel. Um, as a science vessel, you have advanced sensors. So she's got big eyeballs. Uh, mm-hmm. You can see far. Her sensors are really good. You get some bonuses for there. And because you have an extended mission, you're not expected to be back to a Federation port for three years um, in the narrative that we're building here. Um, the ship has been refitted with a rugged design, which means it's easier to repair uh, in the field. Um, things are modular and you've got a lot of repair components and things like that. So recovering from damage will be easier um, and less likely to cause permanent problems. Uh, and that's our ship, the USS Curry NCC-2203. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, one last thing that we'll talk about in a bit is that you guys have a comm, um, had a last minute refit for additional comms. So your comm score is up by one. Oh, fantastic. So you have engines 8, computers 8, weapons 9, structure 8, sensors 9, communication 9, command 2, con 3, security 2, engineering 2, science 2, medicine 2. And if you would be so kind as to change the character sheet, so that one is also, um, you you have to set them that they're controllable so we can see all the stats. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, One last thing Uh, is the ship has crew support. Oh, so. The current support that you have available to you is anytime is four. So that means that you can make um, pull on crew resources to assist you in a given scene up to four times. So if you need a couple of red shirts to come with you on an away team, for example, you dip into crew support for that. And that has been increased because of my talent of supervisor. So as your supervisor, that increases the crew support that's available, it becomes five now. Um, So you can five, five red shirts or blue shirts or an engineering team. Um, whatever you need to come with me. Cool. Okay. And I think that takes us to uh, all the prep that we've done. Does anybody have any questions? So many, but I think I, I like these. like where we're at. It seems like a cool sort of command crew that we got going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the, the general conceit behind the whole game is that you guys are the bridge crew for the ship. So you're the right. department heads, the senior officers. When the ship goes to red alert, you guys take your stations on the bridge around the captain. Um, but because you're also key people, you'll be key members of the away teams and things like that. Uh, so you guys are sort of the focus of the efforts of all the crew. You're at the top of the particular pyramids. Um, <clears throat> uh, cool. All right. Uh, I guess that's about it uh, for now. Um, uh, Twitch guys, we'll see you in a few minutes. Uh, YouTube guys, we'll see you in a few days. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for joining us um always you guys are more than welcome to join us on discord that's meet into dot space um you are more than welcome to support us on patreon or uh, um, if you uh feel so inclined um that helps us uh buy artwork uh keep the equipment refreshed and things like that um and you can find us at staylucky.club craig said the thing craig said the thing <laughs> yep. I can't believe, okay, I can't believe that that's a thing that exists in the world. It's pretty cool. Like, I just made that phrase on a whim, and now it's a thing that exists in the world. It's, it's pretty cool. Me. I can't wrap my head around it. So, uh, Twitch guys, we'll see you after the break. YouTube guys, we'll see you next week. Um, thanks very much. 
Thanks, folks. Bye.